0: Boom shakalaka, boom boom shakalaka, welcome into the lion's
1: den. Don't ever do that again. I'm
0: Tom Hackett, that was Spencer of the GovWarn.
1: Don't do that again. What's wrong with you? <laughs> that was horrendous. That was you, Spenner. Boom shakalaka. Boom shakalaka. I've got itchy nostrils. Hey, I- I'm-, I'm sat on Mike Disgusting. Petkey's mic.
0: You've sat on Mike Petkey's mic?
1: I'm sat at Mike oh. Petkey's mic. You're at Brian Dunseth's.
0: The old Danny. Does Dunny know what the daddy is back home? Because we call him Dunny. Like, Dunny, what's going on? Dunny is, yeah, toilet, toilet. Got to head to the Dunny in England and Australia. That's what that's called. <laughs> hey, um, we got a lot to cover in this week's episode. Um, obviously, a, a massive victory at home against Toronto. Corey Baird was named to the US men's national team preliminary squad by head coach Greg Berholter. There's a few other things that we need to talk about for the upcoming Gold Cup. Uh, and, of course, you've got the MLS reigning champs in town. We'll wrap things up with our predictions to our Titanic-like music. And uh, that'll be all she wrote. But first, Ben, we we haven't actually seen each other in this studio for some time now. A handful of weeks ago, my mum and dad were in town, took the week off, said, Bugger it, see you all later.
1: Thank you.
0: It was sensational. You and Maddie took over. And then last week, you had to bounce uh, last second because you had some family crisis come up or event or whatever. And so it was just matinee. and I. But, but between all of that, some shots have been fired, if you will. Shots are fired, fired, fired. And uh, you you started it, and I ended it.
1: <laughs> Take a listen. No no, uh, Tom Hackett today. Mum and dad are in town. Oh, oh we're from the are the, uh, the lovely land of Australia. Mm-hmm. I like to refer to it as the other island full of criminals. Is that where we're starting today? We're, we're already starting. Uh, where huh? we, started? Oh. we might want to. Sorry. We Tom. are
2: literally 40 seconds into the show. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: That was Spenno. That was you, Gav. The yeah, other yeah. island full of criminals. What What's the other island then? If Australia's one, is England the original?
1: Absolutely. That's where they came from. That's where they came from. It wasn't so much a slight on you. I just referred to you as the other island full of criminals.
0: I joke with, you know, whatever. What? Whatever year that was that that the English criminals started coming over, not that long ago, late 1800s, I think, but uh, I would have for sure, if I was around during that time, I would have for sure been one of those guys. Same. Because in England, you have pebble beaches. Exactly what I just said. So that the sand isn't sand, it's rock. It's pebbles. Right? What are you talking about? Can you listen to me? You're not paying attention. I was just looking
1: at the dates because it's like it started between 1788 and uh, and 1868. Okay, so so yeah, it was about 80 years of we just throwing people over. I'll, I'll have you know, Bournemouth, sunny, sunny Bournemouth. And if you can't hear us, we will shout a little louder. Very sandy, very sandy. Seven miles of of, of sandy beaches. It's not
0: white sand.
1: It's very, very. Yellowy white sand.
0: Yeah, that's piss, and there are also syringes. There might, are syringes all no siri- through the sand. There
1: might be oil spills, but it's not syringes. <laughs> it's my
0: point exactly. Australia is a far nicer destination than England, and and by the way, Bournemouth not sunny, sunny Bournemouth.
1: It is absolutely. We talk about sunny. Oh, it's beautiful. I'm, I'm putting it up right now. So yeah. you can have a look Tom, at are you also
2: delaying the fact that you also fired shots at Spenno? Sorry, Trev. I'm, I'm getting off track. Look
0: at that. It's beautiful. It's subpar. You it's can see beautiful. The, you can see the pollution from here. Uh, <laughs> this, is my, th- this was my response from, from Spenno to Spenno. That,
1: and
2: that game saw a lot, too. Rachel Daly for Houston scored two goals. She's English. She'll be going with England to the World Cup. Very nice. Um, How are her teeth? Uh, you could ask the referee, because she gave the referee an earful after she got a red card late yeah, w- in the game. I
0: noticed a, there was a red card. Yeah. Um, I only ask because the English, uh, including Spenno, seem to have the worst teeth on planet Earth. I feel like this is just get back for the last episode. I was just, just going to say you. that. Yeah, I haven't heard the last episode. <laughs> so uh, not
2: get back, so, no, just truth. Well, see, <laughs> Matt, Tom doesn't know how, how deep how, and how dark it was. And like yeah. really, he hasn't even... You know, gone onto the surface of what where Spenno went.
0: Well, to give you an example as to why I, I made that comment, um, two of the more popular dishes in England: yeah. bangers and mash, right. which is sausages and mashed potato, um, sometimes splattered with some gravy over the top. You've also got fish and chips. Yep. Um, both meals very soft in texture because the teeth are so weak <laughs> that you can't. Act, you don't need much force to bite through a sausage. Or a or a beer battered cod.
1: Offensive. Spen- oh This is offensive.
0: Spen- I was just I was just having a laugh.
1: It's fine. It's fine. I'm all right. No,
0: your teeth aren't that bad. The no, false. no, I, I
1: know, I know. I, even my dentist in in uh, the US said actually you've got pretty good teeth. I For an like, Englishman, oh. yeah. I was like, <laughs> oh, thank you very much.
0: <laughs> all right, enough of the banter. Um, deep deep down, let's <laughs> stop, let's
1: stop having fun. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's stop offending each other. We need to turn on Trevor. I think one of these days we'll, we'll turn on Trevor, and well, he's our producer, so he can make. I magic can actually hammering.
2: turn on the mic whenever I want. You
0: can, yes, no. I wasn't saying that, but we'll we'll start somewhat verbally abusing you, and then. But I forgot you were the producer, and you have the ability to take it all out, and but it's kind of irrelevant.
2: please, please don't. I've I've had enough <laughs> verbal abuse in my career. I don't need it from you guys because I, right. I actually consider you guys friends. Believe it or not.
0: There you go. Well, Trevor, we appreciate more full that. you. <laughs> Is um,
1: that what are going to talk about? I didn't mean being Can we get a new co-host? <laughs> <laughs>
0: He's not paying attention. He never does. But that's all right. We move on and we push forward and we and we we make things happen. Now, uh, Spencer, we were both at Rio Tinto Stadium. Yes. If we're going to uh, get stuck into it here,
1: oh, it was beautiful.
0: Real Salt Lake three uh, nil victors over uh, a very good Toronto team. Well, an okay Toronto team historically have been very good with. A similar call to what they had. Michael Bradley in the centre of the park. the Altidore up top. Um, they, they are missing Giovinco this year. But uh, old Alejandro, last name? Pusuelo. Thank you. Who ended up getting red carded. It's kind of filled the void of, of Giovinco. He led, prior to this upcoming match anyway, he led the team in assists and goals. So uh, what did you make of the outcome?
1: Um, a little bit of a surprise. Um, to be honest with you I, and I turn up what fifteen minutes into the game because of of my uh, pre game duties um, I, I think' they're, they're an okay team they 're still with it they 're still rebuilding last year wasn 't a great year for them either uh, but they 've got a bit of rebuilding to do which as we know in major league soccer. Even the best teams have to do that. We've seen it with LA Galaxy. Um, you know, uh, Atlanta have had to, to do a little bit as well uh, in the off season. They're just starting to come, you know, uh, full circle, so to speak. Not as fluent, but the same with Toronto. Um, I think they've got some really, really good players. But I was very interested to see how RSL bounced back because if we're going to talk about RSL. For the first 30 minutes against Colorado Rapids uh, the week before, they were very good. Really, really good. And then they kind of just took their foot off the pedal. Um, they managed to bounce back, showed a load of character to get Sam Johnson's winning goal after letting a two-goal uh, lead slip. So I was interested to see what they would do at home. And I think it was the most expansive we've seen. I'd love to see the stats. And I haven't looked this up. I'd love to see um, the percentages of previous matches when it comes to balls over the top, longer balls um, it felt like there was a ton less. It was kept on the ground, and they played through Albert Rusnak quite, uh, quite a lot, and I thought Bofo Salcedo um, was was a difference maker, and I think he has been for the last two games.
0: I, I would agree with that. Um, and I've said this for a long time now, and it's kind of a cop-out, I will admit, because it, it, it's pretty obvious, but Albert Rusnak and Demir Krylak are the two players, for me anyway, that... When RSL's playing their best brand of football, they're, they're in space a lot of the time. It's when it's when those guys don't have any space to operate in um, for whatever reason, because of the movement or, or sometimes just, frankly, the other team and the pressure. That's when RSL has a re, has a hard time moving the football and creating opportunities. But um, Albert Ruznak, I thought, found himself in a fair bit of space and Demir like, who's playing somewhat out of position in the centre of the park. He's been able to do a good job, get up front, and uh, well, he scored the first goal of the match against Toronto. So um, there, were, there weren't as many long balls, though, Spenner. That's a good pickup from you. They played the ball on the deck and maneuvered their way on the ground as opposed to through the air, which, which I think, specifically because Corey Baird was up top, worked a lot better. When Sam Johnson's up there, you can get away with it because he's good in the air. Corey, not, not so much. He's better when the ball's on the ground.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think both of them the most their strengths are are on the ground. And I think that uh, Albert Rusnak, um, Bofo and, and Severino and Corey himself, you know, they're they're still finding they're still trying to figure out um Sam Johnson's strengths. Um so him dropping to the bench w- was more traditional for Real Salt Lake. You know, it's very fluid. Well at times it was very fluid last season with Corey up top. Um he's not I wouldn't say he's he he's as quick as um as Sam Johnson, but he's comfortable drifting wide, and that's where you saw him pick up the ball a few times. Was out on those wider positions. Um, I just think that it, it worked. It worked. Um, the back three for for Toronto, whilst they're they're pretty strong. Um, you know the, the movement from Savarino, from Bofo, from Albert, and from uh, Corey, and and Dmitry coming from deep, which I think is ideal as well. But that's another point entirely. Um, just gave them a, a real hard time. The, the the outside backs, the wing backs, and the outside centre backs of the three. When you play in the space between, which Corey Bear did, which Saverino did, which Albert did, which uh, Bofo did makes it really, really difficult for that communication of who who needs to be picking up, uh, particularly when, and we'll see with the second goal, you'll see with the second goal, um, who runs with Bofo. Nobody really runs with him, give him a little bit of space, and by that time, by the time they react, he's already full steam ahead and, and lined that shot up.
0: But Bofo, though, is still one of those players in Major League Soccer where people know about him, but not all, they don't know a ton, and I don't think many people know that they can, they can shoot from... Such a distance. They're starting to figure that out. Obviously, the second goal against Toronto—a great example of that. I, I, imagine the game plan now moving forward is going to be different, and Bofa going to have to adjust. He's, he's going to be higher up the, uh, the sheet. Oh,
1: I believe so. I believe that he is. Uh, he's really the the guy that we're going to be uh, going to, uh, for for the the foreseeable future. To be honest with you, I think there should be some more competition. Uh, you can read into rumors uh, and what I'm talking about. Um, you know, you can figure that out yourself, guys, but uh, and gals, uh, with who I'm talking about. But I-, I think Bofo, it's his job to lose right now. Um, I think he's done everything that Mike Peck has asked him to do in this off season. He looks fitter. I thought he had a very good preseason. He had to be really, really patient at the start of the season when Corey Bed switched over to the left-hand side whilst Joao Plata was out injured. Um, he didn't get the opportunity. Now he's got the opportunity. I think he's taken the the last two games with the scruff of the neck and really been the the difference maker. I thought it was just a good hour from him against Colorado, and for as long as he played um, uh, on Saturday, seventy odd minutes, I think it was maybe a little less. Uh, I just thought he was, you know, really. Just the go-to guy, which then in turn takes the pressure off Saverino, takes the pressure off of Albert Rusnak, and um, and obviously Corey Baird that was up front, uh, because th- there's somebody else that's doing a lot of the heavy lifting, uh, a lot of the ball work, uh, creating space because of people are putting their attentions on him.
0: Credit credit Bofo as we kind of continue this conversation regarding Bofo Salcedo, who, by the way, while while we're talking about him, it's probably worth noting that 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 him. Uh, as well as Nadam Monawoha and Mike Petke were all named to the MLS Team of the Week. Nadam at centre-back, Bofo on the wing, and, and Mike was uh, was the one and only coach listed to the team. So congratulations to all three. One thing I will add um, regarding Bofo is that after the game, he spoke to the media and he mentioned how, how a, conversa- a conversation took place between him and Mike, and I think it was at the start of last year, um... I could be wrong. It might have been end, at the, end of last year. End of last year. Okay, thank you. And, and he said that that conversation went on for like two hours. And it was just him and the gaffer going over what he can do to solidify his spot in the starting yep. 11. And, and that should tell you enough about who Bofo is as a human and as a player. He's willing to work. Unlike some other people that have come through the, the doors, Danny Acosta... I don't think his work ethic was, was nearly as good as what Bofo's is. He's not pa- <laughs> He's not patient enough. Alfred Ortunia, I'll say it for you. He's another example of somebody that just isn't patient enough and isn't willing to, to be a team player until their numbers call. Bofo has really dug in deep. I'm sure it's been hard for him too, which is really a cool. Ton.
1: Really, yeah. really, really tough him because I'm not going to say he's impatient. But he is so eager to become a professional footballer. I mean, he's 22 years old now, and he's never been a regular starter for Real Salt Lake, really. No, he's He's in and out. He's in and out. Um, But I think, as I said, I think this is his opportunity. There is going to be some movement. Um, You know, I'm sure we'll be able to talk about that a little bit more next week. Um, And for now, the transfer market is closed. The window is closed until July 1st. He's got a good month and a half um, to really solidify and cause Mike Pecky another headache and uh, the GM, Craig Weibel, and Andy Williams. Do they go and find another left winger? Do they just allow Corey Baird to go from left to right and be the, the guy with, um, with Saverino and, and Brooks Lennon um, and strengthen other areas of the field? But uh, I, I think it's a great... And it's only two games. It's only two games. We're still, you know, early doors with with Bofo with regards to, to where he you know, what potential he reaches. But I think that in, in another six weeks, if he's in fine form still, uh, and still tearing it up, then uh, there, as I said, there might be another area that we can strengthen within that squad.
0: What's in what's gonna be interesting is Sam Johnson, by the way, if, if you guys missed it, he didn't play because he was 20 minutes late to a team meeting mm-hmm. at some point towards the end of last week. And so he was dropped to the bench, didn't come off the bench. Mm-hmm. He, he stayed all 90 minutes with his Good. rear end sitting on the... Yeah, and I, I, I like that. That's kind of who Mike Petke's always been. We've heard that prior to him coming to Real Salt Lake with the likes of Thierry Henry and Tim Cahill and, you know, these superstars of the game that that he didn't treat any differently. Um, Sam is just another player that has not yet proven himself. Um has a ton of potential and has showcased some of his talents but he's only been around a few a few months he's only started i think 7 games so two two things here Spenno. i guess first of all could you answer whether or not you think Sam's going to be the starting strike of this friday night or do you think one game punishment on the bench is, is enough
1: yeah i think he starts against atlanta so then um, I, I don't i don't think uh, Corey's done anything wrong uh, but this is the luxury, a shorter turnaround. I think this is a, a luxury that uh, affords mike pecky he 's made his point um, there 's disciplinary uh, you know uh, sanctions that are put in place for things that this isn't this wasn 't going to be a foreign to, to, to sam johnson he's he 's a professional soccer player if he 's done it before you know with the right his career there 's always going to be repercussions so it wouldn 't have been a surprise to him. I think he takes this one on the chin. You saw from his his social media post afterwards it was all about the team, made all the right noises. Uh, I haven't been down a training, but uh, I'm sure if he, uh, and we'll talk to Matty, I'm sure uh, later on the week, if he's got his head down, just working hard. There's no no doubt in my mind that he starts uh, against Atlanta. Um, whether that means Bofo drops to the bench or Savrino drops to the bench again, we keep Corey Baird in or Corey Baird drops to the bench for, for a game. Um, it, it remains to be seen. But again, this is the luxury that, that Mike Pecky finally has is right. some really great young talent that he can start rotating.
0: You, you just answered the second part of that question as to what does Mike do now if Sam's going to be the starting striker? Because I don't think you can drop Bofo. I don't. He's, no, no. He's, and, and it's going to be hard to drop Savarino as well. He also scored and created many opportunities. So uh you're not dropping Albert or Demir. And then with Everton potentially coming back, who knows? I mean, it's just there are headaches all over the pitch. Excellent, isn't it? Which is good. So good. Uh, before we take a break, let's give you this week's club update. And now, your Real Salt Lake Club update! Brought to you in full by Matt
2: Cash.
1: What do you think? I think we need some mariachi music <laughs> with it throughout the entire update. Oh, I
0: cringe every time I hear it. Because I know it's me, right? You're like, Tom, decisions, 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 and so forth. Uh, Matt's not here. So Matt would normally give you the club update. Uh, we'll give you a brief one. Um, Spenno, have you heard anything regarding Kyle Beckerman?
1: Uh, I know that he was in uh, full training today. So this is Tuesday. We're, Tuesday afternoon, we are recording the pod. Yes. Uh, he trained today, so tomorrow is the day off for the players. So... They
0: don't actually have a day off.
1: Oh, they don't have a day off.
0: It's a Friday game.
1: Mm. Puppies, so what I have heard,
0: and it is Tuesday afternoon, but after, after training today, uh, Mike Petkey spoke about Carl Beckman.
2: Yeah, he got some, uh, some actual playing in training today. It was maybe a, a quarter of the training, if that, um, and he feels good. And now, it's, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a strength and conditioning coach. It's, it's relying on my staff to, to give me the right intel and to do what's best for not only Kyle but the team.
0: Uh, the Royals are hosting Orlando Pride at 6 p.m. Saturday. They currently sit second in the NWSL standings. They're coming off a 1-1 draw. Up the Royals. On the road against North Carolina Courage.
2: Up the lads.
0: Royals are winless through their last two games after starting the season with a (laughs) three-game winning streak. Uh, The Monarchs, they're hosting the Phoenix Rising. Are you on the call?
1: No, no, no. Thank goodness. Thank goodness for the listeners. (laughs) Um,
0: Okay, they're playing at 8 p.m. on Saturday at Zions Bank Stadium. In and they're coming off a 1-1 draw with the OKC Energy in which you were on the call for.
1: No, I wasn't. They were away last week, so right. I wasn't on that one. Right. Tate Schmidt with a last-minute equaliser. Good to see him on the score sheet. Been playing a lot in midfield, been playing quite a lot out wide, so not really that point striker for, for the Monarchs. So, yeah, he, he looks good, though.
0: Remember, you can catch Royals, Monarchs, and Real Salt Lake on the KSL Sports.com, on KSL Sports.com or the KSL TV app found wherever you download your apps. Did you guys notice a difference there in the club update?
1: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went off track a lot.
0: Like it was really bad when Matt wasn't here.
1: Yeah, it's like it's like he's almost a professional.
0: Uh, we still have a lot more to talk about. We're going to take our one and only timeout. Corey Baird made headlines. Reigning Champs Atlanta. And of course, our predictions. Feed the Baird. Pardon?
1: Feed the oh, Baird.
0: Oh, B A I R D. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> I mean, be back. Back in. Hang on. What? 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 We're live on the pod right now,
1: Fenna. Oh, yeah. Bloody Nora.
0: Nora. Nora the Explorer. Remember that?
1: Dora, mate. That's oh, Dora. Dear. You can tell you haven't had the kids yet. Yeah,
0: <laughs> sorry. As you whack the microphone. That's sorry, Pecky's guys. microphone. Yeah, sorry, way.
1: Mike. Sorry, Mr. Pecky. Sorry, gaffer.
0: Yes. And I'm at Dunny's. Dunny's mic, the toilet's mic. What? Pardon me! I'm teasing. Uh I think I've told Dunny, though. I told him. I said you know Dunny in Australia is like, you know, toilet. I th- he
1: well yeah, I mean he goes by Brian Dunseth. You know, his the Twitter Dun- handle is, the is Dunny. So, uh, yeah, he may have taken that to heart. He may be like, "Actually, you've really offended me there." Yeah.
0: Tom. And I'm not going I'm just to known talk as Brian, to him for a while. Anyway,
1: Brian with an I, not with a one.
0: Uh Corey Baird made some headlines, Spenno midweek. Yes. By the good way, on um it. if you guys are on Twitter, check out Spenno's if you're above the age of eighteen, no, no, check no. So, now, no,
1: no, if you see now, it says Spencer Warren on there. I've tried to grow up, um, but I've definitely decided that it is time to um, be nice. Oh, uh. <laughs> you're a grumpy old sod. You know that, don't you? <laughs> Well, yeah, no, absolutely I am. I'm, I'm always grumpy. Um, when you've been a Liverpool fan for as long as I have, that's, that's what will do it to you. Well,
0: you're having good success uh, nowadays, so anyway. Uh, at Speno underscore, no, at Speno underscore 77. You got it, yeah. Sorry. Uh, at
1: Tom Can't Hackett.
0: Yes. Trevor, what are you? At
1: Trevor A. Sports.
0: Trevor A. Sports, there you go. All right, we'll check them all out, but moving on. T and, Co- a,
1: T and a. Sports. Shut up. It should have been T and A. Sports.
0: Corey Baird was named to the U.S. men's national team preliminary Good on squad. Beautiful. Uh, by, I guess, new head coach Greg Berhalter. The mm-hmm. preliminary roster is going to be cut down from, I think it's at 40 right now. It's going to be cut down to 23. Yes. And that has to be done by June 6th.
1: That is correct.
0: It can be done before then, but it has to be done. The deadline is June 6th, so I imagine that's kind of when we'll see uh, we'll, we'll see Greg Berhalter cut it down. Um, I think Corey is one of 24 four MLS players on the roster. The rest coming, you know, from other parts of the world, Europe in particular. Um yep. he's the only player from Real Salt Lake on the team. So no Justin Glad, um, no Aaron Herrera, you know, none of those guys. No Bofo Salcedo. Oh sorry guys. I yeah. just punched that. Sorry. That's the second time you've done that in this segment. Figure it out. But stop. Make it a hat trick. Um <laughs> So that's 15, exciting. That's yeah, exciting.
1: What I'm very interested to see is that there's 15 in this preliminary uh, – I think it's 15, 15 or 16 that are coming from uh, overseas, whether that's, uh, no, that's Mexico or uh, uh, Europe. So they are the ones that have been in this long, long season. Um, are they fit enough? You know, it, it's it's time for Greg to, uh, to sit down. I'm sure they'd, they'd want to play, but they, they'll get uh, their reports from uh, the uh, – the strength and conditioning coaches with their clubs uh, to go along with their own uh, when there's obviously when the squads all together. So I'd be very interested to see um, who's who's in the squad at the end uh, on June sixth. So, but there's there's so much talent there. I mean, I mean, you're looking at the the squad right now, and you like, it, there's there's names that are starting to pop out everywhere that you think have to be a lock in, and then before long, you're like. How do I trim this down to 23, 24 players? Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's an outside chance for for Corey right now, in my in my opinion, when you look at the forwards and the wide forwards. But I don't think he's done himself any harm whatsoever in every time that he's represented the U.S. so far.
0: I would agree. Uh, what, what's also kind of mind-blowing is that when you're looking at these players, it also gives you kind of the club that they play for. Some of these clubs are, like, top-notch European clubs. Pulisic, obviously, now at Chelsea. Yep. It's... Uh, it's cool. Who knows where Corey Baird could be in a couple of years? The Gold Cup, for those of you that are a little unfamiliar with, I guess, world soccer, international soccer, the Gold Cup uh, is held every two years. It determines the continental champion of North America, Central America, and the Caribbean. CONCACAF. CONCACAF. Yeah, te- I guess technically it is the CONCACAF Gold Cup. So. Yes. um the games, the host city this year, I think it's, uh, well, U.S. is won, Jamaica's another, and then I believe Costa Rica is the third. So there'll be the games all played throughout. Uh, Mexico and the U.S. have won the most Gold cups by a country mile. Uh, Mexico with one more than the U.S., I believe. But regardless, that's neither here nor there. Uh, the U.S.'s schedule is... Schedule. Schedule June 18th is their first game. They play Guyana at Alliance Field, which is in St. Paul, Minneapolis. Say that again? Who? Gu- Guyana?
2: <laughs> I'm just it, I I just find it fascinating the way you say it. How <laughs> do you say it? Same way. It's okay. just funny from an Aussie accent.
0: Okay, good. I thought I was saying it wrong, which I could well have cuz I've never heard of them before. Um that's on June 18th. June 22nd they're uh, they're hosting. This is going to be the big one. Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, that's at First Energy Stadium in Cleveland. The reason that's a big one, better is because Trinidad and Tobago back in circa 2017, October 11th was the date down there at Trinidad and Tobago. That was the game that the US officially will eliminated from the 2018 World Cup. Now, along with a few other results that went on in in the Concacaf that evening, uh, the 2-1 loss was the final. Nail in the U.S. men's national team's coffin.
1: The so, mighty soccer warriors.
0: So, so there, there will be certainly redemption on the mind of the U.S. team come that game.
1: Oh, absolutely. I, I'm actually genuinely looking forward to this because Mexico aren't. I won't say as strong, but there's certain players that aren't going to be there. Certain players that are rejecting the call up right now. Uh, Tata Martino has had a. a I won't say a rough time, but a bit of a strange. Uh, introduction to uh, to uh, Mexico, uh, or the national team, I should say. Um, I think it's, you know, USA's uh, for the take. I don't want to pander to, to the audience, uh, Tom. I just think there's a real opportunity for Greg Berhalter um, to get his feet underneath him. Uh, I think he's done a really good job so far. Um, I think the soccer um, has been, that's been played, has been a lot better than we saw uh, previously. Um, And that is not to to poke people. I just think that uh, when you look at Columbus Crew, how they played football underneath him, um, it was a much better brand, one of the better brands in Major League Soccer. And I'm hoping that he gets enough time to to really implement his style on this, uh, on the U.S. men's national team. And as I said, there is talent. Um, Maybe there's not as many strong characters as there were before, but there's so much young talent. I mean, you look at Christian Pulisic, who is, uh, you know, a, a player that a lot of European teams wanted, coveted. Uh, You've got Weston McKinney, who I've not always been a fan of, but the more games he's got for Schalke, the better he's looked. That You know, he looks like one of those complete central midfielders. And, yeah, I, I just think there's there's a ton to be positive about. Particularly, uh, there's parts around that the squad that that really are very good as well. I mean, you've still got who's on, um, uh, Evan, uh, Ethan, or Horvath that, that are goalkeepers there. But Zach Stefan, who's going over to Man City uh, in, in this this summer, uh, I'm interested to see how he um, kind of you know pushes on. You've got Tyler Adams that went over to RB Leipzig. Um, I think that that he really is another guy that could make a huge dent for US players going overseas again along with Weston McKinney and Christian Pulisic. Um, So yeah, I think there's so much to to, to look forward to as as, uh, the Gold Cup approaches.
0: The last game for the US team will be on June 26th. Uh, That'll be against Panama at Children's Mercy Park, Kansas City. There are a few takeaways from this Preliminary forty-man squad that Greg Berhalter has announced, and that was as of earlier this week, Monday. Um, first of all, Bill hammered is- isn't a part of that. Bill Hamid is not a part of that uh, mm-hmm. that team. That the D- the current DC United goalkeeper. Let's just listen to this, Spenno, and then I'll get your reaction. He currently leads all MLS goalkeepers in saves made, save p- save percentage. He stopped two penalties already, and he's conceded less than a goal a game yet he was not picked as one of the four or five goalkeepers uh, from Greg Berhalter. Now, do you have a reason as to why that might be? Because to me, it doesn't make all that much sense. He's a very talented young goalkeeper that is arguably the best in Major League Soccer right now, yet you don't add him to a squad that right now has four or five goalkeepers on it.
1: Yeah, there's five that are listed right now. Brad Guzon, uh, Ethan Horvath... And uh, sorry, I keep doing Horvath for for uh, for Real Salt Lake. Uh, Sean Johnson, uh, Tyler Miller, and Zach Steffen. That's that's a solid core. Bill uh, Hamid being out. I've never been a massive fan of Braguzon, and at the age of thirty-four, I'm not saying he's past it, but I don't think he's he's all that.
0: I think Bill is is a better candidate,
1: which is my point. But at the same time. Um, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. I don't know what his character is. I heard he's a
0: Yeah, he's a fiery type.
1: Yeah. Um maybe um maybe uh Greg Burhalter doesn't want to, have to deal with it. I don't know. Um He but
0: has I... made comments in the
1: past. But I do think that that's that five right now, which will inevitably be, be cut down to three. Um, you know, I think it's I think it's uh, Sean Johnson and Tyler Miller that are the ones that are gonna be looking um looking in. I, I wouldn't have yeah, I, I'm not i I'm not a massive fan of either LA goalkeeper, so uh, David Bingham or, or Tyler Miller. So them and Bragu's on. So Bill Hamid w- would have been in my at least the top four.
0: I, I agree, and and that was a takeaway for me. Now uh, a few other storylines that we don't have to go into detail with because we are slowly but surely running out of time. We do have to get to Atlanta. Uh, John Brooks, mm-hmm. the centre back for Bundesliga club Wolfsburg, he's not he he's not on the on the team because he's uh, out injured at the minute. But but that'll leave a starting centre-back spot mm-hmm. up for grabs. And, and there are a number of different players you can go with. Uh, Aaron Long, a young centre-back mm-hmm. who's currently with the Red Bulls. You've got Matt Miazga, Chelsea, Tim Reams at Fulham. So two European guys. That, Don't that, like
1: Tim Ream. He could he could be binned off immediately for me. I think he's a terrible player. Okay, uh, but you got Cameron Carter- Carter-Vickers that has done very well. Uh, you already mentioned Aaron Long. Um, the other one is Walker Zimmerman for uh, LAFC. Let's not um,
0: forget Miles Robinson. So pr- he's he's the Atlanta centre back who we'll see this Friday stop at. But prior cool. prior to to the sun, uh, the one 0 loss uh, this past Sunday to the Red Bulls. Uh, Atlanta United had had five consecutive clean sheets and uh missed Yeah,
1: him. they're they're tied for the second or they're tied for the 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 meanest defense in in, uh, in major league. And soccer Miles right Robinson
0: has a part to play mm-hmm.
1: in Absolutely. That. Yep.
0: Uh the last point uh of conversation that, that I guess is worthy of a conversation regarding Greg Berhalter's forty man team is that uh Christian Pulisic, he uh he was listed as a midfielder.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Corey Baird was listed as a forward, not as a winger, but a forward. And so there, there, were, there were a few changes of position that I think caught a few people's eyes out there. And Does, does this su- suggest that, that Christian's going to now be playing at centre attacking mid as opposed to out on one of the flanks? I would hope so. He's by far the best player on this team and I think he needs to play central.
1: Yeah, I think I think he can play that number 10 role um or a hybrid 8 10 role. Uh I also know that uh that he's very good white uh, and he he's uh he he's his career has taken off uh playing out white uh for Borussia Dortmund, so um I'm interested to see where he lines up for Chelsea. Obviously, we're going to get him to see get to see him play for the US before that, but if um Mr. Eden Hazard decides that he wants to call time on his Chelsea career. Um, I think he then, will. Then it, it's the ready-made uh, replacement to, to shift onto that wide uh, left-hand side. So um, do we? does he play there? Um, it's his. Does he play as a number 10? It's his position. Both of those positions uh, are his. He's the number one in those positions for me. Uh,
0: we've probably spent far too long talking about the Gold Cup as we still are. Corey
1: Baird. Feed the Baird and he will score.
0: Don't ever say that again. I'm going to say
1: it every time. I love him.
0: He's a great player, and he's fun to watch. But uh, we might be able to get more, see more of him this, this Friday night against Atlanta, Speno, was uh, Real Salt Lake hosting Atlanta United uh, at home at Rio Tinto Stadium. It's a 7 o'clock kick. Yes. Uh, to give you a bit of background about Atlanta before you know, Speno takes over the mic and gives him your, your thoughts, currently they're fourth in the East. They've got 20 points next to their name, but they haven't done it easily, mind you. Uh, it took them five games to pick up their first win. Despite being the reigning champs, it took them five MLS games this year. Now, since then, they've been on a roll. They've rallied off six of their past eight victories. So uh, they're playing good football now, hence why they're fourth. Uh, Josef Martinez leads all goal scorers with five. Hector Villalba had three assists. What do you make of... uh, Raining champs coming to town, Spanner.
1: Yeah, still not firing on all cylinders. Frank de Boer has got them really stingy at the back, just the nine goals that they've given up this season. Three victories on the road, so uh, that's that's a solid number uh, with just the uh, the 12 games that, that have been played. So they've played a few or two less than uh, DC and Montreal Impact. So if they win both of those games in hand, they would uh, jump to, well, they jump top. Uh, Philadelphia Union just played one. One more than them, but I mean, this is this is a solid team. Frank de Boer is trying to not only revive uh, Atlanta after the loss of Tata Martino and Miguel Amaron, uh, but at the same time, he's trying to revive his career, which has nosedived since he left the Ajax uh, a few years back. It just hasn't gone well. I'd love to see him do well, just not on Friday night. But uh, I think it will be a really good test because this is defensively a, another team that's co- well that's coming into town that will really. Uh, test RSL's patience, do they go over the top, do they play through Albert Rusnak? The other team that, that is joint uh, stingiest defence in the league is is LAFC. We saw uh, over in LA how RSL did, how well they did. Um, but the chances were obviously few and far between as well. So it, again, it's, this is going to be a massive test for Mike Pecky and the lads.
0: Outside of Josef Martinez, uh, who's replaced Almiron?
1: Uh Pity Martinez came up from River Plate. Um a player that really hasn't found his feet yet. So uh I I'm, I'm uh, kind of waiting for him to explode. Um at the same time I uh I'm, and he's just been left off the Argentine squad as well. So I I mean there's going to be certain uh
0: He'll have a point to prove. He's
1: got yeah, he's definitely got a point to prove, but yeah, I I'm I'm very very uh, interested to see how uh, how he does um, as he's trying to find his his feet uh, under him, and and I think this proves a point as well, guys. That mm. coming to Major League Soccer is not an easy ride. No, it's really not. Um, so yeah, I, I'm very interested to see oh. what uh, what he offers.
0: I'm also fascinated to see Nader monohoa go up against the likes of Joseph uh, Martinez. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be fun. Everton, he's going to come back. So I mean, it's it's going to be an absolute cracking game. Seven o'clock at the Riot. Uh, tickets still available RSL.com is where you find them Before we get out of here guys And, and by the way we'll be back next week Discussing uh, discussing Atlanta United They also have a Wednesday, Wednesday night game Against Montreal Impact So we're going to record again on a Tuesday And break down uh, Atlanta and, and give you a preview to Montreal But but first This week's pred- predictions are needed
1: Okay I'm going first Please 1-0 Real Salt Lake Love it Trev I
2: like how he doesn't even let the drama build up from the music. No, no, no. He just goes straight to it. We've got one minute. we got to get out He's of here, guys. English. Uh, I'm going to say 3-1, Real Salt Lake. Very nice. I'll go in between the two of
0: you and say 2-0, Sam Johnson with the brace. From Spencer the Gov 1, Trevor Allen. My name's Tom Hacker. We'll be back next week. Don't do anything we wouldn't do.